Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer now from the Vancouver Sun. And once again, so much to talk about. There seems to be a lot these days, Vaughn. Yes, very busy. Uh, I mean, partly, I think, because uh, there's so much political stuff going on with the civic elections, the Union of BC Municipalities meetings this week, provincial government in transition between premiers, and a very activist government that is running into resistance for some of its plans. Yeah, it seems to me we have we have a lot of material to work with when it comes to trying to ask the question, what is the government thinking? And here's another case. So this has been going on for a couple of years now. I know this process was continuing during the pandemic, and this is changing the delivery of services for people who have autism. Yes. So the New Democrats are determined to replace the long-standing model, it's been around for a couple of decades, where parents put together individualized plans for their children with autism, children who are on the spectrum, and the provincial government provides some financing. So the parents get the financing, they pick the plan, they work with professionals, and the plans recognize that there's a broad spectrum of issues with autism in terms of abilities, what kind of uh, counseling and pro- service providing is needed, and there are other disabilities that spills over into that. So it's, it's complicated, but parents have been doing this for years, and the provincial government said... That model is going. We're phasing it out, the individual plans, and instead what we're going to do is establish what they are now calling family connection centers. Um, The family connection centers sound certainly to parents that have already existing individualized plans. What it sounds like is a clearinghouse, a kind of one-size-fits-all bureaucratic model. And you're right, Simi, they've been pushing back on this for a while. The last two sessions of the B.C. legislature, there have been parents protesting, there's been debate, but Simi, the government is stubbornly sticking to their plan. Now we have yesterday a new uh, outcry, I guess outcry is not the word, a new protest saying the mounting evidence continues that this is not the way to go. And yesterday's call was led by the Union of BC Indian Chiefs, by advocacy organizations, by parents themselves, and by the child and youth youth representative. And they're citing updated evidence that this thing is just not going to work. You know, Vaughn, I'm feeling old with this story because... Back in the mid to late 90s, when I was on the health beat, I I remember doing stories with parents of children who have autism and how they struggled to get attention from the then NDP government at the time. And they found the one thing that worked was individual care. And we yeah. seem to have done that over 20 years. And now it seems like a bit of a step backwards. Yeah, you do not have to spend very long talking to the parents that are upset about this to understand their position. And their basic position is autism is complicated. It's yes. a spectrum, but it the, the spectrum actually describes as many different conditions as you know, the, the, uh, the, spe- the light spectrum, it just doesn't begin to really say what we're dealing with. And as a result, you get individualized treatment and individualized plans. These parents don't object to the government expanding coverage and, and providing services to people who don't have it and people who are on a waiting list. What they say is we worked really hard to understand our children to work with professionals, to get 
a plan that suits our child, and they fear that the government is taking that away. Really, what all they're asking for is to grandparent existing plans out. But the government just, it's incredibly stubborn on this, Simi. And I've, I mean, I've heard from people who went to the government's, quote, workshops on this and just felt that they were being lectured to by bureaucrats who didn't begin to understand their children in the way they do and the way the professionals do. Yeah, let's talk about the professionals there, because SFU researchers surveyed those professionals. Yeah, SFU researchers just went and looked at uh, the list of people who are registered professionals for delivering autism services, and they polled them. Uh, The plan has been around now for a couple of years, and they said, what do you think? And the feedback is, I mean, it's devastating, right? The the professionals said that, first of all, um, they think that the quality of care will be compromised. 75% said that. 82% forecast that the whole thing will be crippled by bureaucracy because these central this central clearinghouses will just spend all their time second-guessing the professionals who've already designed these programs for and tailored them to individual children. And 37% of them said they doubt very much they would even work with the centers. So these are the people that have been dealing with this problem long before the provincial government decided this thing needed to be changed, and that's uh, pretty devastating findings, I think. I think this thing is headed for a crack-up, and it's hard, to, it's hard to explain to the public why the New Democrats are being so stubborn about this. It's hard to explain when it's hard to understand. Right. Well, like when you don't see why they are. Well, especially when they won't talk about it. Right. Like what you hear about these about these workshops is they either lecture uh, people about why their ideas are better uh, or they don't even listen to the complaints or they just dismiss them. And what what I come away with is it's one of these things where the government's not telling you what's really going on here. I The suspicion I have is that they are not providing more funding. For this new model. At least they haven't announced it yet. So it sounds like a money-saving thing, partly, that they think they can provide more service to people on waiting lists by effectively collapsing everything else into a single plan. The other thing is, I think it's bureaucratic. This is one of these government-knows-best things, Simi, that it, it, it is infuriating to anybody who deals with this in the front lines to try to get an explanation. It's We bureaucrats know better, and the New Democrats, um, this government is not given to acknowledging that it's on the wrong track, not given to saying, you know what, we should pause this thing and go back and rethink it. Um, Yeah, it sounds like something that the previous liberal government might have cooked up, actually. (laughs) And that's the biggest insult I can give to an NDP government, I think. Oh, boy. Okay. And on that note, too, let's talk about this briefing that was supposed to happen today with the health ministry. Now it's not happening. What is going on? (laughs) So we were supposed to get a COVID-19 briefing and update on modeling this week with uh, Adrian Dix and Dr. Bonnie Henry. Uh, It was announced, first of all, last week. It was going to be Monday. Uh, then on Monday, they had the update on provincial finances. So they moved the COVID to Thursday. And then last night, they said, no, it's not happening. It's been postponed again. Uh, no explanation. But 
I think this is related to what we talked about yesterday, Simi, which is Adrian Dix went to the UBCM to talk about revisioning health care and announced nothing. And the mayors were pretty upset because they expected something. And Dix said, well, you know, he, he finally admitted that, you know, we, we did have something to say about changes in the ambulance service, but... You know, there was the passing of the Queen and this moratorium on announcements. Right. So I think, and, and I don't think Dix was very happy. He didn't look happy anyway. Um, I'm guessing he went back to his office and, and he's not interested in doing a press conference today when the update on COVID would probably be overwhelmed by questions from reporters about, hey, where, where were you on Tuesday? Like, why can you announce something today and you couldn't announce something Tuesday? Well, and also when other ministers are coming to the UBCM and announcing things. Yeah, you know, the uh, Ministry of Municipal Affairs put out uh, an announcement yesterday. You could tune in and see the speech by Municipal Affairs Minister Nathan Cullen. I followed it and there was a press conference afterward and he doesn't seem to be constrained by the moratorium on making news. He, he made news twice. $62 million for improvement in water treatment and wells in Abbotsford, badly needed, did the event with Mayor Henry Braun, and they also announced a new $10 million fund to help local government gather data on issues like accessibility and density. So uh, this, uh, this moratorium on announcing things during the mourning period for the Queen has been unevenly implied. I mean, you may have noticed, I'm sure everybody else did too, that on, uh, what was it, Tuesday, uh, the Prime Minister announced the period of mourning and the yeah. holiday, and then announced, what, more than $4 billion worth of inflation relief. So he's not constrained. Uh, I don't know what went on with Dix, but in any event, uh, water under the bridge now. Oh, we'll see what happens. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.